everyone. My name is Alex and I am the student minister here at Andover Baptist Church and it is a real privilege to be speaking to you all today and continuing on this series called Dangerous Prayers. Last week, if you caught the service, Chris Porter, our senior minister, kind of kicked off this series talking about how we can ask God to search us, to search our hearts and to find out what's in them. And today, I'm going to be looking at what is possibly one of the most, if not the most dangerous and most challenging types of prayer. If I'm honest, it's a prayer that we might never want to pray. It might not seem to make any sense to us to pray this, but it is actually one of the most life-changing prayers we could ever pray. And the prayer is this, God, break me. God, break me. Now let's just be honest for a moment. I wonder how you're all feeling, whether you're listening or watching online or you're here on site. How do you feel by that suggestion of praying that kind of prayer? Are you already feeling a little bit uncomfortable? Maybe you're thinking, I don't really need to ask God to break me because life and the world is doing a good enough job of that already. And if that is you, I hear you. <laughs> Because on the surface, this type of prayer seems crazy, doesn't it? Why would we want to pray this? So often our prayers can be the complete opposite. We're often asking God for things like his protection and care over us and our families and loved ones. We may ask God to help us when we're in need. We may ask God to heal us, to restore us, and to keep us safe. And I just want to say up front that it is good to be praying for those things. It is good to be putting our trust and our faith in God for these things because he's a good God, he's a loving God, and I believe that he wants to bless us in these ways. That is not in question today because what we're going to be looking at is the idea of brokenness. Before we can even think about praying this dangerous prayer, God break me, we first need to understand what brokenness is all about. We need to understand how God sees brokenness and how God can use brokenness. So to do that, I'm going to be looking at two different stories today. And the first story is about a man called Louis Zamperini. If you've been following our daily devotions last week, led by Chris Porter, he actually talked about this story on day four of the devotions. Louis was born into an Italian family that immigrated to America, and he grew up in California in the 1920s. He had quite a difficult childhood. He was often bullied, and as a result, he became quite rebellious. However, Louis had a, quite a good older brother who tried to keep him on the straight and narrow, and his brother got him involved in school athletics. And it turned out that Louis was a natural talent in fact, he was so good, he was such a good runner, in fact, that he ended up taking part in the 1936 Olympic Games in the 5,000-meter event, where he finished in eighth place, which is pretty good, actually. But Louis knew that he could do better, and he had his sights then set on the 1940 Olympic Games. But then everything changed because the Second World War broke out, and Louis's hopes were shattered. Just, Louis was 24 years old at this time, so he enlists in the army, joins the Army Air Corps, and he has the incredibly dangerous job of being a bombardier on aircraft bombers that were sent out on missions in the Pacific. 
On one of those missions, Louis' aircraft crashes into the middle of the ocean, killing all on board apart from three men. So Louis and then two of his comrades face a grueling 47 days out at sea with barely any food, water, or hope. During this ordeal, they faced many challenges. They were attacked by sharks. They were shot at by Japanese planes. They constantly had to battle the heat, the starvation, and dehydration. And as a result, one of the men didn't make it. Eventually, however, the raft is picked up by the Japanese Navy, and Louis and his friend are then taken off to be prisoners, and they're sent to an island to be executed. But by a bizarre turn of events, because Louis is actually quite a famous American Olympian, he's recognized and they're sent off to prisoner of war camps in Japan, and their lives are spared, barely. Because here in the war camp, Louis is beaten and tormented day after day by one of the prison guards, nicknamed the bird. Uh, this man knew that Louis was an athlete and just kind of focused on him, really, uh, and took out a lot of his own anger. Louis then spends a horrific two years in this prisoner of war camp, constantly beaten, tormented, starved, on the brink of death. It's a miracle, actually, that Louis survives until the end of the war. His family had already been told that he was killed in action because the situation seemed so hopeless. However, after the war, Louis is able then to return home and be reunited with his family. But things didn't actually get much easier for him. Although Louis got married and he started a family, he was continually tormented by his experiences of war. He had awful night terrors. He suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. And as a result, he became an alcoholic as just a way of trying to cope. But sadly, as a result of his drinking and all the trauma and the pain, Louis' marriage nearly ended. However, Louis's wife had recently become a Christian and encouraged Louis to attend a meeting held by quite a famous preacher, American preacher called Billy Graham. Billy used to travel around America kind of sharing his message and the good news of Jesus. He actually traveled all around the world for most of his life. However, on his first attempt, Louis reluctantly agreed to go along to a meeting, but he ran out of the meeting tent and he refused to listen. It was too hard for him. But the next night, his wife convinced him to return. So this time he did. And this time he was captivated by the words of this preacher who spoke about forgiveness and healing. And that night, Louis made the decision in his heart to become a follower of Jesus. And as he did this, he was able to release all of his pain, all of his suffering, all of his anger and the trauma he'd been through. He was able to give his brokenness over to God, and he received God's healing. Louis' torment ended that night. You see, what's interesting about Louis' story is that he had always believed in God. He had faith, in fact. He was even quite angry with God after the war, as you might imagine. But he didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. During the ordeals of war, Louis would often pray to God. And in interviews with Louis or in the stories about his life, he tells of how he prayed every single day whilst he was out at sea for those 47 grueling days. Louis even made a promise with God that if God would save his life, then Louis would seek God 
and would serve him for the rest of his life. And that's exactly what he did. Louis' story is actually told in the book and a film entitled Unbroken. And there's also a sequel film called Unbroken, The Path to Redemption. And it's, a, such a, it's an incredible story. I really recommend the book and seeing the film as well. But I think, actually, the title, Unbroken, is quite ironic in many ways. Because although Louis did survive the war and perhaps was physically unbroken, he ended up emotionally, spiritually, and mentally broken. He was in pieces. And his brokenness nearly overcame and ruined his life until he was able to give it to God. And God was able to heal him and put the pieces back together. Louis was even able to forgive the prison officer who had so cruelly beat him for those years. Louis was set free from the anger, from the pain. And ultimately, it was through his brokenness that Louis discovered something truly unbreakable faith. From then on in the story, in fact, Louis goes on traveling around America, telling of his incredible story during the war, but also of his story of faith, of finding forgiveness and healing. And he also sets up a kind of charity that helps young people who have difficult backgrounds just like himself. And what's even more remarkable is that Louis returned to Japan to meet many of his captors And actually, he was able to embrace them in love and express forgiveness to them, which is incredible, isn't it? And in fact, some of them who heard his story, they end up becoming followers of Jesus themselves because they're so moved by what he tells them. Isn't it amazing how such love and healing can come from such evil and brokenness? So I just want to hold that story there. That's the first story I want to look at today. I want to talk about another story now of a a man who lived much longer ago, around 2,000 years ago in kind of the Middle East. He lived around the time of Jesus. He was a man originally called Saul, and he uh, was a Jewish man. He trained as a Jewish religious leader known as a Pharisee. He was a really devoutly religious man. And after Jesus' life and death, Saul went around persecuting this new group of people called Christians, (laughs) However, Saul then has this kind of life-transforming experience. He has this encounter, sort of visionary or supernatural encounter with Jesus. And as a result, he becomes a follower of Jesus himself. And he's renamed Paul. Paul then goes on and spends the rest of his life traveling around different countries. He travels around a lot of the Mediterranean and he sets up churches and he plants Christian communities. And he spreads the news about Jesus. And he tells people how they can become Christians. He wrote letters to many of these churches that he started, and some of these we find in the New Testament part of the Bible. Now, although Paul is a Christian, and he trusts in God, he has faith in God, his journey of faith is not an easy one. Because during his travels, he faces many ordeals. He made dangerous trips across sea and land. He faced the elements. He often went without food or drink or sleep. And on one occasion, he was even shipwrecked. And because Paul was a Christian at this time, he had many enemies, some of which were kind of his own people from Jewish religious groups. And as a result on his journeys, Paul was repeatedly arrested, beaten, he was flogged, he was stoned and survived, and he was thrown in prison many times. 
And in one of his letters, he writes to Christians living in Corinth. Paul says that he was exposed to danger again and again, and he was on the brink of death many times. When I read this and hear about his story, I can't imagine how he survived these ordeals, why he didn't give up, why they didn't break him, because Paul continued to take risks. And I think what's amazing is that Paul even boasts of the challenges and boasts of his suffering. He accepts them as part of his journey of faith. He sees them as a small price to pay for bringing people the hope of Jesus. Paul had surrendered his life to God. And what's evident, I think, from his story is that he trusted God in every circumstance. And in some ways, Paul almost kind of, he accepts his suffering and his pain. He kind of discounts all of that because he writes about a type of pain, a burden in his heart that is even more overwhelming to him. And it's a burden that he carries for others to know Jesus. Paul actually allows God to break his heart in this way. Let's just look at what Paul writes in a letter to Christians living in Rome. He writes this. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race, the people of Israel. I love the message version of the Bible, which kind of paraphrases it, and it puts it even more dramatically. It says this, at the same time, you need to know that I carry with me at all times a huge sorrow. It's an enormous pain, deep within me, and I'm never free of it. I'm not exaggerating. Christ and the Holy Spirit are my witnesses. It's the Israelites. If there were any way I could be cursed by the Messiah so they could be blessed by him, I'd do it in a minute. They're my family. I grew up with them. Paul is heartbroken, isn't he? Because so many of his own people, the people of Israel, don't know or believe in Jesus. I think in some ways this is surprising, isn't it? Because Paul has every reason to be angry. He's repeatedly suffered at the hands of fellow Jews, and yet Paul's heart is not full of anger. There's no bitterness there. It's full of love and compassion. It's broken, isn't it? It's broken for his own people. And he cares so much for them, even though they may count him as their enemy Paul goes as far to say he wishes that he was cursed for their sake. He wishes he was cursed so that they could be blessed. And I believe that Paul's heart reflects God's heart in this way. God's heart breaks for those who don't know him. God's heart breaks so much that he came to earth in the person of Jesus. He was willing to be cursed, to be cut off, and to suffer for the sake of all humanity. And he did this to restore a relationship between himself, between God and mankind. And it was through Jesus' suffering and death on a cross that he was able to bring healing and hope to humanity. You see, God is a God who knows what it is to be broken. He's not distant from our brokenness and our suffering. Because it's out of brokenness, it's out of the suffering and the pain that God is able to bring blessing. And that's why Paul allows God to break him. 
That's why he accepts his hardships. He knows that God can use his brokenness to bless others, and he's not afraid of suffering. You know, I don't think Paul would have been afraid to pray this dangerous prayer, God, break me. You know, we don't have any evidence for that, but it really wouldn't surprise me if we found that written in his letters, because it's actually through brokenness that Paul has an incredible ministry. God uses Paul powerfully to reach thousands of people in many different countries, predominantly across the Mediterranean and what we know today as Europe. You know, Paul was one of the first great leaders of the Christian faith. He's often known as the Apostle Paul, which is actually a title of kind of significance and importance. And he was so passionate about telling people about Jesus that in the end he dies for this cause. Paul truly trusted God with his brokenness. And that's because brokenness has a greater purpose when it comes to faith. And that's the connection that I want to make between these two stories today. The story of Louis Zamperini and of the Apostle Paul. And I think actually when you look at what they've both been through, there's some real similarities there, aren't there? The kind of ordeals that they faced and went through. Both stranded out at sea, both beaten, tormented, imprisoned. They both came close to death many times. They both knew intimately what it was to be broken over and over again. And for both of them, it was brokenness that bred faith. But the perspectives are different, aren't they? If you think about it, it was Louis' brokenness that led him to faith, to a strong faith, whereas it was Paul's faith that led him to brokenness, that led him to embrace brokenness. And in both stories, God used their brokenness to bring blessing. And I think in many ways, these two stories go hand to hand in any journey of faith. They're not separate because brokenness is an integral part of faith. It's right at the heart of Christianity, which is why the main symbol that we have is a cross. So actually, the question that I want to ask us all today, and I'm asking myself this, is this. Do we trust God with our brokenness? Do we trust God with our brokenness? You know, I don't know where you find yourself right now in your journey of life. Maybe you resonate more with Louis' story. You've experienced great pain and suffering in life. And maybe you're feeling broken right now. You're feeling undone and you can't make sense of it. Maybe you're even angry with God. And I want to ask you today, have you brought your brokenness before God? Are you willing to hand it over to him and trust him with it, that he can deal with it, that he can heal you and bring blessing from it? This really isn't an easy thing to do. And it's not always, it's it's often not just a one-off thing. It's often a journey, a process of healing. And I just want to say, if if you're someone listening or watching or here with us today, and you would like support on that journey, then we would love to help you. You don't have to go it alone. We would love to support you here at Andover Baptist Church and be praying for you. So if that's you, please do get in touch with us. 
We also have a great counselling service here, and it's something that we're really passionate about because it's so important. We believe that God wants to heal us. He wants to make us whole and put our pieces back together. So if you would benefit from the counselling service, please reach out to us. Maybe you are someone listening or watching today, and you've been challenged or inspired by the story of Paul. It's not an easy story to listen to, actually, is it? But it's an amazing story of how God worked through this man who was willing to be broken. How God blessed so many others through his life. And for those of us who are Christians, I think this story should really inspire us. Because yes, there is great suffering and pain, and no one likes that. But there is a greater purpose to that pain. Because God is a God who's in the business of bringing blessings out of brokenness. And I believe that that is his promise to us today. If we trust God with our brokenness, and if we trust God to break us even, it will lead to great blessings. It will breed an unbreakable faith within us. Let's pray. Loving God, I just thank you for how your stories bring to life, like who you are and what faith means to us. God, it's not been an easy message today to think about brokenness, to consider this prayer, God, break me. And I just want to pray, Lord, for anyone listening or watching, perhaps who's just struggling right now. Maybe life is hard. You're feeling broken. I want to pray your Holy Spirit would just bless them. Would just reach out into their heart, Lord. I know it's scary when we're broken, when we feel pain and suffering. We want to hold on. We don't want to let go. We might want to live our life cautiously because we're afraid. So Lord, help us to give our brokenness to you, to open our hearts, to let your love flow in, let your Holy Spirit bring healing and wholeness. And Lord, for those of us who are feeling challenged by this prayer, Help us to trust you with our brokenness and to trust you even in the breaking that you are doing something greater, that you can bring blessing out of the brokenness. Lord, we just open our hearts to you wherever we are in our journey of faith. Lord. We need you. Please give us strength. Please bless us, we pray. Amen.